Welcome to the Herald Podcast, New Generation, a podcast created for those who desire a new way of gaining information rather than reading a traditional newspaper. In our show, we will discuss everything from sports, pop culture, politics, and local news. To stay up to date on our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast service, such as Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, and you can also check us out on our website. And don't worry, we keep it short most of the time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the New Generation Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tanner Mondock. And I'm your other host, Janae Avery. And today, joining us over Zoom, we have a very special guest. We have Mike Adams. He's a feral native, but you might know him as a former offensive lineman for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Mike, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you guys for having me. It's a, uh, it's a pleasure to be here and an honor. And uh, thank you guys for doing this whole pod for the Valley. Of course, yeah. So it's definitely uh, it's an honor to be talking to you for sure. Um, and we were just talking before we started recording here. Um, I think we met. It was maybe a year ago, two years ago. I don't know. You know, you lose track of time. But uh, you were over at Farrell and you were doing yoga with some of the students. Um, and so you know, yeah, we're just going to be getting into some of what you've been doing, things like that after football, and then also talk a little bit about what you've, uh, you know, your playing career and all that. So I guess let's awesome. just start there. So you were so what? You were born in Farrell, is that right? Yep, yeah, I'm uh, born in Sharon Regional. I was uh, went to Farrell Elementary through the end of through fourth grade or to fourth grade and moved to Columbus um, gotcha. after that. And then I spent my summers in Farrell. Um, you can find me right down on Emerson with the rest of the Miller kids. Uh, and uh, yeah, my family's a big Farrell family, so I've just kind of always been around. Okay. So let's talk about your time in the NFL. Yeah, you were drafted after playing at, at Ohio State, um, and I guess you should say, too, high school football out in uh, Dublin, which is, what, in the Columbus area. But, uh, but yeah, you were drafted out of Ohio State in 2012 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, of course, we just mentioned, you know, you grew up in Farrell. You know, what was that like? You know, I, did you grow up a Steelers fan? or? Yeah, it was a pretty cool thing. You know, obviously, uh, playing my first years of football at Farrell and Peewees and Midgets and all that stuff. Um you know, so the first jersey I ever wore was a Steelers jersey. Okay. And uh, which led me to be a bit of a Steelers fan as a kid, and things like that. So definitely getting drafted to my favorite team was like a dream come true. Very surreal. Right. It was really nice to be able to come home um, from Columbus and to come to a place where my family was just an hour away and all of my friends and things like that. So it was, uh, it was awesome, man. It was something like out of a fairy tale or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you did mention that it was something out of a fairy tale, and not a lot of kids get to live out their dreams of playing in the NFL. So talk about how your work at the kind of just got you there and, you know, what was the process like? So, you know, that, that whole thing, there's a lot of layers to that, but I guess it all starts with the people that you're around. Uh, you know, I... As a lot of kids from the area, I grew up with a really blue-collar family. My grandpa, my dad, my grandma all worked in the steel mill down in Sharon Steel, uh, Deferco, all those. And um, so I come from a family who, who, you know, really hard workers, working 16-hour shifts in the mill. So as a kid, I had a really good example of what it meant to work hard. And 
um, and to really grind for what you wanted. So as a kid, I started to play football amongst other sports. So football was one that always stuck out to me. So it ended up being the one that I wanted to work the most for. And when I moved to Columbus, I had a really great coach um, at Dublin Coffin High School by the name of Mark Crabtree. He, uh, he's coached a lot, a few NFL players, a lot of big college football players, things like that. Um, but he was just someone who really cared. Uh, and a, for a kid like me coming from some pretty adverse um, situations in my home life, he was someone who I could count on as like a father figure as well. So he, uh, he did a great job, just kind of let me know when I was doing things right and also let me know when I could do things better. Um, and that kind of set the tone for me going into Ohio State where I played for Jim Trestle, hmm. again, another Hall of Fame coach who you know, expected a lot out of us as players. And I went there as the number three overall player in the country. So they expected a lot out of me right away. Um, so it, you know, when you're a, a big name in any industry, in any field, um, there's a lot of expectations that come with that. So uh, I don't think that anybody ever had higher expectations for me than me, though. So I think that was just the mindset that really pushed me to do everything I could to be as good as I could be. Um, and, you know, I got lucky that I was able to, you know, persist through some injuries and things like that, um, because, you know, a lot of a big part of it is staying healthy. So yeah, it was really a great experience. And now kind of being on the other side of that, things are a lot different. Right. Um, so, you know, you played for the Steelers from 2012, 2015, and then uh, you had a stint with the Chicago Bears in 2016. Um, so I guess when looking back at your playing time, you know, we, we talked about, you know, you just being drafted by your favorite team. Um, but what are some other things looking back at your playing time that you kind of look back at, you know, fondly? What were some favorite moments? Oh, fondly? Um, we had some pretty fun games. I was a part of some games where um, we're been through for like 500 plus yards and five or six touchdowns. I remember some of those. Yeah, so those are some pretty fun games. Got some game balls for those. Um, you know, and then also had my fair share of adverse times as well. Uh, you know, after my rookie year, I got stabbed in the stomach at gunpoint in an attempted carjacking and then um, made my way back from that, battled back, and a couple years later ended up blowing up my back hmm. and having back surgery. Um, so it was just one of those things where you got to take the good and uh, the good when it's good, and you got to roll with the punches when it, things get a little rough. But the thing about the game of football that it teaches you is uh, to be resilient, to be mm -hmm. persistent, and to never give up. So um, those are three lessons that I've really taken to heart, and I still do. Right. Through learning those lessons, do you think that is what jumpstarts your journey that you're on now with yoga and just mindfulness and things like that? Yeah, actually, it... Um, the reason I started going to yoga was after I had got stabbed in the stomach, um, the doctors had to cut me open the whole way to fix me. And so my core was like really weak and I was having a lot of trouble on the field, which was giving me a lot of mental trouble off the field. And I had a teammate who was going to his first yoga class with his wife and they invited me because they heard it would be good for your core. Uh, well, that yoga studio, amazing yoga in Pittsburgh ended up being where I would start to practice pretty regularly and where I also trained to become a yoga teacher and um, one of the first studios where I started teaching yoga. So it's uh, it's all gone hand in hand. You know, it's it's like at the time 
obviously like a lot of people would i think i was just kind of like why you know mm. um, but with my faith in god and just faith in being positive um, over the years i've been able to find that silver lining and been able to you know turn those um turn those lessons into a lifestyle you know and uh it's it's been pretty good yeah so was it hard for you you know we mentioned uh you last played in 2016 was it hard for you to kind of adjust to a post-football life or was it pretty easy for you yeah post-football life is a huge adjustment for for anybody who stops playing uh or, which is everybody right right so, mm -hmm. um it doesn't matter how long you've played how great of a career you've had um when you go about doing something, you know, every day for years and years, uh, in my case, like 21 years of my life, I've been playing football. Uh, and then one day it's just over. Uh, it's, it's like you're grieving the loss, um, you know, the loss of not just the game, but the locker room and the atmosphere and uh, the competitiveness and the physicality, things like that. Um, and then you also are kind of grieving the loss of a piece of your identity. You know, it, it goes from, you know, over, you know, the snap of a finger. It's like someone says, so what are you? And, you know, your answer is all a football player, you know, and mm -hmm. then you have this really conflicting thing where it's like, wow, I'm not a football player anymore. I used to be. But um, so, yeah, it, it was really tough. Um, therapy was a huge help for me, just having someone to talk to and, uh, learning how to be vulnerable and to sit with my feelings, but not to sulk in my feelings. Uh, there's a lot of days I live out in the country over right on the Ohio side of the border. So hmm. there's a lot of days where I just wanted to be out on my farm and lock, you know, lock myself away and not be around people. And I did that for a while, but ultimately, you know, I needed to get back out there and be social and, um, and I think it was just learning how to love myself again and learning how to, uh, or, and finding something that I was passionate about, which uh, the outdoors, I'm a big bow hunter, um, and yoga. Mm. Uh, after a while, I kind of just found myself happier than I had been and as far as I could remember. And it was, you know, I boiled it down to, well, I've been in nature a lot and I've been doing yoga a lot. And that was ultimately when I decided that I should start teaching. Right. So what is it i i don't do yoga um so like but whenever i hear people talk about it you know it's it's very similar to the way that i'm hearing you talk about it so like what is it about yoga that just you know kind of almost changes you you know what is it about it that does that um so for me in my first experience i was you know left tackle for the steelers 350 pounds probably big guy you know and i walked into this hot yoga studio um and about 20 minutes into class, I just was like dead tired where I just had to lay down and just like, I literally was like, man, I just don't want to die. You know mm. what I mean? Because it's physically, uh, it's something that unless you do it, you're never physically ready because, you know, it's just different movement patterns than most people are used to, uh, but also the utilization of breath. So um, in yoga, you learn how to, in vinyasa yoga you learn how to link your breath and your movement um, and a big part of it with the hot stuff it's like a hundred degrees in the room and you're doing all of these uh, all these moves and I ask you to hold them for 
quite a while sometimes and it brings up um all of these like internal conflicts right it brings up like when you get, get frustrated um you know i hold you in a chair pose which is like sitting in a chair with no chair under you for you know a minute or so um you know are you mentally throwing cuss words at me things like that and what it does is it gives you an opportunity to practice the things that you don't realize are happening in real life like when you're driving in traffic those same frustrations come up when someone cuts you off do you just kind of fly off the handle and start cussing at the other person or are you able to take a breath and calm it down same thing in yoga you, i put you in some challenging positions and i give you the opportunity to slow down use your breath to calm yourself and um, you know whether it's physical mental emotional um, there's an opportunity to dive into all of those within one class hmm. so yeah have you found that there's a certain age group that is more receptive to yoga because i know um, you did volunteer at pharaoh at one point and you were working with kids so how was that kind of teaching them like the different poses and just sitting still <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was so amazing. Yeah, so the yoga program at Farrell, we are on year two, going on year three next summer. And uh, Miss Emily Clare at the school and I started this um, last summer. We just did a week of yoga meditation with the kids. And then this year we did two. And um, next year we're going to, she's asked me to do it again. So um, basically we work with all ages, K through 12, who go through the summer program. And... I'll do four classes a day, starting at 8.30, ending around 1 p.m. or so. And a lot of the kids, depending on age group, take it a wide range of places, right? So the little kids, they're all for it because they want to jump around. They want to do these movements, and I make it really fun for them. I make it all, like, animal-themed. So they're doing cat-cows, and they're moo like the cow, and they're (laughs) acting like the angry cat when they do the cat shape and um you know we do a surfer pose where they act like they're kind of like riding away but they have a lot of fun the really cool thing with them is if you've been around the little kids you know it's hard for them to sit still you know especially if they've just had lunch or the ice cream truck was just there or something you know they've had some sugar um it's a really interesting part at the end of the day after we play our yoga games and stuff i'm like okay guys now we're going to see how long we can sit still and we're going to meditate. And um, there's always a couple kids who, you know, take a little more to just kind of settle down. But I think as soon as they see their friends all buying in and things like that, um, and as soon as they actually buy in for a minute, they usually all end up asleep. You know, <laughs> I just kind of meditate them to sleep. And it's a really cool thing because to see kids like that, learning how to uh, regulate their nervous system and to relax is a really special thing and tools that I wish I had at that age. Uh, the older kids, they they like to do the meditation more than the movements because I feel like the older kids, the teen, teenage type kids, um, they care more about looking funny, you know, <laughs> right. so they get a little embarrassed and, you know, there, there's boys and girls in there, so they get a little embarrassed sometimes, but uh, they're all very receptive and for me as a teacher as a space holder it's just about reading the room and seeing what the kids need so I don't really come with any agenda on any given day I just kind of come in and talk to the kids and listen to them and see what they need if they 
want a little bit of a workout, if they want to move, you know, then I give them that. And if they're, you know, dealing with some heavy stuff, if they're being teenagers and they just want to chill, then we meditate and we chill. So I guess just before we, um, you know, reach the end of the show here, uh, just to take it back to football again for a little bit, um, you know, you're a couple years removed now from your playing days, but uh, when you're watching football now, you know, what aspects of the game is is completely different now to just a few years ago when you were playing? Oh, man. Well, yeah, football. So really cool kind of segue with football i've got to teach yoga to a lot of football players now okay Uh, when i was living in florida i got to teach to um at this place called house of athlete where there's a like i think we had like seven first round draft picks last year that trained there Hmm. um but got to teach yoga and stuff to those guys got to teach it accuracy performance in newcastle to our uh, draft prep guys as well um and all that but as far as the game goes um the physicality of the game is just so much different than when i played when i played you know it was before a lot of the new safety initiatives have been brought up player safety initiatives Mm. which thank god for those right um because we see a lot of effects adverse effects of the way that the game used to be played so um but you know someone just put out a video of all the old jacked up reels from sports center yeah i remember uh, this was like the big hit collection of the week and when you see some of the hits like crackback blocks and hits over the middle on defenseless players and stuff uh from when i play it was just absolutely like the wild wild west out there yeah. and but the difference is like we knew that's what we signed up for and we loved it mm. and you know a lot of those hits are like why i really love playing the game um so it you know it's it's different to watch the game but i think very similar to how guys can't use their hands on defense in the NBA. Now it takes a lot more skill. Hmm. Um, so these guys just have to be that much more dialed in on technique. And I think the athleticism overall of the players, you know, as time goes on and as training improves and nutrition improves and, um, you know, all those sorts of things, you know, the, the athletes are just even better than they were, you know, because, they have to be so technically sound and so athletically sound. So hmm. it's uh, it's it's really fun to watch, and I've been enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. So are you still able to like? Are you still a Steelers fan even after playing for them and all that? Are you? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's tough because I'm a Buckeye over everything, you mm-hmm. know. So I really, really just love to watch Ohio State. And, yeah. Um, I love to watch Ohio State players in the pros, which. Steelers always have some. My man Cam Hayward's been holding it down for like 12 years, 13 right. years now. Um, but yeah, I, I love to watch the Steelers. I'm a very proud alum. Um, really, ha- really proud to have put on the black and gold and, you know, played some really good games for them and to have played with the amazing players that I played with and for the coach that I did. So yeah, yeah I watch them. I root for them. Um, but I really just, I love watching the Buckeyes in the league. Mm-hmm. So as a former pro athlete, if you could give advice to any athlete who may be transitioning from high school to college or college to professional, what advice would you give them? Oh, uh, you know, you're going up a level in any of those situations. So just um, tap into the fundamentals. Don't forget about the basics, which is attitude and effort, the things that don't take talent. You know, I mean, hard work. Uh, because hard work 
beats talent and talent doesn't work hard, you know? And so make sure that you're doing the little things day in and day out, you know, trying to be the first guy there, the last guy to leave, um, all those sorts of things. All and right. hang out with good people. Don't be, don't think that you can just go off the field and switch it off where, uh, you know, if you want to be great, you got to be great on and off the field or else at some point it's going to come back to bite you. Hmm. So I guess just before we uh, we wrap things up here, um, we do a short show. So, um, you know, just in case, if there was anything that, you know, you had on your mind that maybe you wanted to get across before we, before we close the show? Yeah, I guess. Uh, so I'm in the Valley now locally for the next few months or so. And I will be teaching yoga classes at Evolve Fitness in downtown Sharon. Okay. Um, if anybody wants to come try it out, you can they can message me on Instagram or message the Evolve page. Uh, but yeah, every Tuesday night at six, I would love to see you guys out there. And yeah, we might have to bring you Tanner to a class. <laughs> Wait, you do yoga? Uh, at home. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've like I've done it, you know, like a couple times, but like. You know, nothing consistently. So yeah, it really does scared, help. Man. Just yeah. come on down. It'll be fine. We all feel goofy at first. Like <laughs> right. when I first started going to yoga, like oftentimes I'd be like the only dude in there and I would feel so goofy because I didn't know what I was doing and I was all big and um but really like literally nobody cares. Mm -hmm. and no one's looking at you but me because I'm the teacher and I'm there to help you. So right. um, yeah, man, come on down. I would love to have you in there. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, I'm open to anything. So, and I mean, yeah, you're like less than a minute away from where we're recording this podcast right now. Yeah. We'll be doing that. So really no excuse, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. All right. Hey, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. Um, really appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. And uh, thanks for having me on. And um, really, uh, really love what you guys are doing with the pod for the Valley. And keep it going. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank appreciate you. it. Um, but yeah, that'll do it this week on the New Generation Podcast. We are here every Saturday. You can find us at SharonHerald.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other ones that you can listen to podcasts on. Um, and then, of course, the New Generation Sports Report that myself and our sports editor, Dan Heiner, do every Wednesday. Um, and you can find that show all the same places that you find this show. So I want to thank you again for joining us this week on the podcast. And thank you all for listening.